welcome back welcome back this is the intelligent developers um led by andre bueno and gerard delane welcome back my man thank you appreciate it hope all is well with you looking I'm forward good. to I'm good looking forward to really diving into this i know um this has been a, a huge topic on everyone's minds as uh so many different organizations are headed back into the workplace. Different, different, uh, I guess, states are opening up fully. Where do you think we should start? Um, you know, let's start where you just left off, actually, right? So, you know, just last week, New York State, you know, basically said everything's open-ish. <laughs> Um, although you still see a lot of people wearing masks, you know, now there's sporting events, um, there's public performances where people are, are getting together in large sums and we, we don't seem to have super spreader events yet. Um, I think I saw the, the head of Morgan Stanley the other day say, uh, if you could go out to a restaurant, you could come into the office. Hmm. So everybody's now trying to figure out what's the dance, what's the appropriate trajectory back to normal. And and we've seen like a, a, a number of variations that have come from this, right? We have the, um, you know, the hybrid model in which some people are working, you know, two, three days out of the week. I know Amazon's doing three times a week uh, right. that the employees are working from home, right? Right. Right. Correct. So Amazon's trying it. Uh, Apple, I don't know if you heard that they, you know, some of the employees wrote a letter saying, we don't want to come back as fast as you're projecting. Um, or we don't want to come back and just want to stay remotely. Um, mm. I, I think at Facebook, I think even Mark Zuckerberg has said he's going to work remotely for half the year. So, wow. I think it's given us all a chance to reflect on that work-life balance. Yeah, yep. Um, but I guess it hasn't benefited everybody equally, right? I mean, if you're you know, a, a managing director at an investment bank and you're working right. from home, I mean, it's, it's tough to, to right. be there in that, uh, you know, 10,000 square foot house in the Hamptons versus the, that junior employee right. who's you know, maybe living in a small studio in the, in the Lower East Side or something. Yeah, or trying to get your first job, you know? It's a, it's a much tougher process, you know, to do the interview, right? You know, it's not the same versus meeting in person and getting to sit across the table, you know, getting people's mannerisms and letting your full self come across. Now you're trying to do that through a computer screen. Um, yeah, it's not the same for a junior person. That's absolutely correct. And then there are certain fields like, you know, IT, you know, real estate, um, you know, certain groups, they've actually been able to, you know, pretty much function. Um, but if you, you know, if you're a restaurateur, um, that has not benefited you as much, especially if you have a, a lot of, real estate and space, if you have a lot of seats that you plan to fill every day, um, the stay at home phenomenon is not really benefiting. And restaurants around the office space, 
specifically. Mm. Right. Right. If you're that steakhouse that relied on business clients, you know, if you're that salad shop that relied on, you know, the C-suite folks lining up outside to get lunch every day. Um, yes, this has negatively affected your business model. I, and, and it's interesting how you, you know, you brought up like IT and HR, um, I guess from like a cultural standpoint, we've seen that on one hand, maybe like uh, the real estate team or facilities management team, you know, at these different right. organizations, maybe they're enjoying the fact that there's a consideration for, you know, reducing the footprint, reducing the expenses that they have, um, right. you know, from a corporate level, but then yeah. at the same time from a tech standpoint or a human resources standpoint, it's very hard to maintain and create culture. Um, very hard to, yes. uh, make sure that, you know, everyone's properly segregated and not, uh, um, right. you know, sharing information with, uh, outside parties and it's right. been tough. Yeah. Keeping information confidential. It's a good point, right? It's easy to control that when in the physical building, you got a server and right. You can kind of track everything, but with folks outside of the building, using their own computers, using their own phones, um, that is a bit of a security issue for the company, you know, intellectual property. Mm. That is definitely a bit of an issue. Um, but like a friend of mine's an accountant, she's been plucking away, right? Life has been good. Now she gets to do the same job she did from sometimes from the beach, sometimes when visiting family, um, that she can still perform her job. So yeah. I think for some fields and really, and I mentioned this to somebody recently, young people graduating college, this is reality. Reality is right. not, let me get up and go into a building from nine to five, five days a week, commute for two hours. That is not their reality. Their reality yeah. is, oh, I had an internship. Well, I work remotely half the time and like I got the job done. Wow. I mean, it just, we just talked about like the entire process there, right? Like the looking for opportunities it becomes a lot more um you know as things have become like a lot more digital it's right. also become harder right if you're like a person of color um or you're you live in a low-income neighborhood you know broadband access could be a challenge so that could yes. affect you know the hiring process the opportunities you get you get to see yes. um it, it was fascinating because i had a uh um, so I'm part of the Urban Land Institute, and um, I was in a breakout session a couple months ago where a, a senior professional from a capital markets organization, big corporate, um, basically turned to me in a, in a Zoom meeting and was like, hey, we're looking to hire for the specific role. Um, we don't plan to post this on the internet until we get all of our uh, you know, top candidates really screened and prepped and everything. Right. So it's like, wow, like I'm only privy to that conversation just given, you know, given that access that I have, right? Right. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see as people start returning back to work, like what role 
does the office really play in all this? Right. Because you could still do the work remotely, right? For most jobs, if you're if you're a knowledge worker. Correct. Yeah, for knowledge work, I mean, we're working harder than we did before. Um, and there was a there was a Harvard uh, Harvard Business um, article a couple of months ago where it said that knowledge workers, if you cut out the commute, you cut out the water cooler talk. We actually can focus on the stuff that we want to do for the job, um, as well as learning more. Because hmm. now instead of two hours of commute, hour for lunch. Now you can actually jump into a webinar, right? In between things or listen to a webinar, right? So like, we're actually using that time in other ways that we weren't necessarily doing before. Um, and I went to a lot of panels, you know, I went to a lot of networking things just cause that's what I enjoy. It's so much easier to do that now for everybody um, in other cities, in other states. Um, that that information, granted, to your point, that presumes a level of technology savvy and you know available you know technology to do that. Um, but if you have that floor, I think the the, the, the sky is the limit. Um, but I do want to speak for a second. The part about technology, though, you know, one of my friends is a school teacher, and uh, you know, I was I was talking about you know school kids working from home. It's like all right get your iPad and get the schoolwork done. And she said, yeah, but one of my kids, she was an elementary school teacher, he's doing class from a shelter. And I thought, wow, like the, the, the you know, school is a release, right? School is a, I'm glad to go to this building. So I think work to your point, work like, depending on the technology availability, people want to get into, you know, these places, right? They want to go to this, this location. So. Which, which brings a good point. I mean, um, there's been a lot of talk about the hub model, right? In, in terms of right. like re, uh, reconfiguring work. So it becomes like that, that centralized location where yes, you're working, in this hybrid model, but at the same time, you're you're showing up to this office for, um, right. you know, potential meetings. Uh, you're using right. this as as a means to to connect. Um, right. You know, you you mentioned the benefit, right, of like being able to cut out that commute. But at the same time, if you know you and I are working in the same office, and um, I just happen to be walking by, I'm going to the water cooler, and I see that uh, that you're working on something interesting, it gives us that opportunity to be like, hey, what what, what are you working on? And right. you know, a lot of innovation really comes from that, right? It's true. So it's a lot true. of a lot of organizations have been uh, just trying to battle how how to adapt to that. I think it's just a new reality, man. I don't think it's a good or bad thing. It's just uh it's like we're in a basketball game, right? There's a variable change. They they put in a player we didn't plan on. And that player's killing us, shot three three-pointers in a row. I was like, oh, man, we had a game plan for the other guy. <laughs> we didn't have a game plan for this, right? We got we to gotta switch some things up. I think that's it. It's just the variables have changed. Um, and we just have to look at the benefit of it. Um, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a professor also. Um, and a student reached out to us the other day. Uh, she's in North Carolina. 
And she's like, hey, I really like your class, but I don't want to move to New York City. <laughs> and I thought like, wow. yeah. I was like, yeah, like that is a, that's a good point. Like I still got the same knowledge. I still have the same information that I can exchange. Um, she would pay the full freight of the tuition for the class. Do you as an institution want to say, unless you show up in person, I don't want to transact with you. I don't want to take your money. I don't want your business. I don't think these universities have that uh, that flexibility, right? I think I think collecting the dollars is uh, pretty important <laughs> at that stage. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. So for businesses, similar thing. Do you want to turn down that employee that says, "Listen, I'm going to come in three days a week." because childcare, family life, whatever, right? do you want to pass up on that candidate in exchange for that? Mm. As I'm saying, that's the dance that like companies and corporations are going to start doing. What, what's interesting too, is I'm starting to see a lot of the senior people, um, a lot of senior people starting to really question, is this really what I want to do? I had um, mm -hmm. the, so right out of college, my first job was working at Goldman and our business unit leader who'd been there for 20 years or something, um, mm -hmm. or now I guess 23 years, just announced earlier this week, I'm out. Right. And, right. and it's, it's fascinating to see how a lot of older individuals are using this as an opportunity to kind of rethink a lot of their career paths, but at the same time, are, are organizations, you know, kind of to try to, you know, turn that senior management out without necessarily having to pay severance, but then, um, right. you know, using technology to really backfill those roles. It's possible. I mean, I'm, I'm sure not as efficient, but yeah, they're thinking like, all right, eventually people are going to retire. Um, you know, how can we make that transition to the next generation? Um, yeah, that's 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 the role of the company. They got to figure that out. I think I was just with some friends the other day and somebody has a job that's 100% remote. And she said, yeah, the day they make us come back, I'm going to retire. She's like, I'm not going back. Older wow. one. She's 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 in her mid sixties. Um, but yeah, she's mm. like, I'm doing my job now. I'm doing it from home. But she was like, Yeah, whenever they decide that we have to go back to the office, I'm going to retire. I am not going to go back to traveling into the office five days a week. And and I mean, when you think about like just the different sectors that have been affected. From from all this, like if you like, like in the healthcare space, for example, like telemedicine, right? Right. I I don't I don't think that we're gonna go back to that original model of like, you know, getting all these sick people and trying to get them all to show up to the same hospital. You're putting the workers at risk. Mm -hmm. So then, do hospitals really need to be that big? Like, you could do you know, uh, therapy or, or, um, 
you know, rehab, you could do things like that from a, you know, digitally and distance. Man, I did a, I did a, I needed some prescriptions refilled. Um, yeah, instead of killing two, three hours of my day going into the building, sitting in the waiting room, sitting with the nurse, then with the doctor, then with the nurse, then checking out, and that kind of whole long process. No, just online, paid online, set up the time, jumped on a Zoom. Um, she refilled and sent it to the doctor's office, I mean, to the uh, drugstore from the comfort of my home. Um, yeah, like that has been great. I mean, even uh, urgent cares, there's urgent care options now. Granted, you know, as long as it's not like something like physically wrong. Um, like bleeding or something, but like, yeah, even urgent cares have it where like, yeah, like if there's something that, you know, you can handle without coming in and endangering us, that's a new way to interact. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Mm. Um, and I think retail is also filling it, right? So one of the things, you know, obviously Amazon's had an amazing run um, over this period, but in particular, e-shopping, buying things online instead of physically using the brick and mortars, um, that it's gonna be interesting as we go back to work, how we're gonna shop and buy things. Um, I used to go out to eat a lot when I was you know, working in the building, right? I would go to a restaurant, I go to happy hour somewhere, um, you know, buy my clothes in person. The e-commerce business has been astronomically well since then. Hmm. So I guess the interesting thing is just seeing how, um, I guess a lot of, a lot of innovations even coming from like the e-commerce space, like for example, we, we've always talked about like how, um, you know, black and brown neighborhoods were redlined and as such, we didn't have a lot of like investment grade, um, you know, retailers going into, you know, our neighborhoods. And right. that meant that, you know, food was not always of the highest quality. Um, you know, we talked about the, the, what healthcare is doing, you know, in terms of like telemedicine. So you're able to go into these neighborhoods and actually, you know, treat, a lot of these individuals now because you can get to them um, digitally. Right. But then the food question uh, has been really interesting. I know that um, I, was, I, was on, I was doing a BizNow panel with uh, Daryl Carter from Avanas, and he's mentioning that like a lot of the work that he was doing is partnering up with like Amazon, for example, so they can have like cold storage lockers so that your, I guess, groceries could be delivered you know, deep right. into the boroughs or deep into the projects or whatever. And, and, and these lower income families will have, you know, an ability to get access to great grocers versus having to rely on, you know, that corner mart, the bodega or right. whatever um, right. that was, uh, that was serving their neighborhoods. I agree. I agree. It's opening up the options versus just what's just locally available. Um, even mm -hmm. for some, my, my office is in Harlem. And we don't have stellar food options right around our 
in walking distance of our office, but Uber Eats just opens up the whole playing field, <laughs> right? Now, as I don't have right. to travel as far to get lunch, the technology has, you know, given me a much bigger buffet of options. To your point, like you're saying about that. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm loving that, man. I'm loving it. I, and some, and then they got like little deals that happen. So they'll have like zero delivery fee for certain restaurants. I, I'm gaming it all out. I got it all gamed out. So there are certain <laughs> restaurants like, like Chipotle all the time, it's zero by my office. So I'm constantly hitting that Chipotle at the right spot. <laughs> so instead of walking for like 20 minutes to go get it, like 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back, dropped off in my office. It's amazing. I love it. Mm. Um, and I guess, for, what about for like real estate practitioners? I know uh, during the pandemic, um, Fannie and Freddie, they were doing like remote inspections. Um, do you think that's going to be something that, you know, we'll continue to see in the future in terms of like more efficiencies from the right. GSEs and their processing? I think this has forced them to get up with the technology that is available to all of us. Um, you know, we used to do our construction meeting physically in person once a week. Now we realize like, yeah, we can just Zoom it. <laughs> we just get on Zoom, have a 30 minute call. Here's the talking points, let's move on. Um, I think, and our, and our bank is doing it and we get, you know, government financing. You know, they are realizing like, oh, we can, we can work a little more lean than we did before. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I don't think we're going to go back necessarily to all the way the way we used to be. And then in real estate, especially like construction related real estate is a little quirky because like, you know, you got to go out and see the building. Um, and your GC is there, your property manager is there. So you got to be able to go out and, and manage and be a part of the process and be really involved with it. It's hard to do that from afar. It's not, it's not the same. Mm. but you're outside oh. so, so COVID wise it's a little safer right I guess I guess what uh, what's all, what I always find fascinating is that like since the since the great recession of 2008 the I guess different financing options kind of expanded beyond your traditional um, bank option, uh, lots of debt funds came came on, right? As a result, they started noticing a lot of inefficiencies in how, um, you know, bridge financing gets done, for example. So lots of high net worth individuals found new ways to like deploy capital that way. And what, what I find interesting is as you look at the different financing options that the different GSEs have, um, you know, Fannie Freddie will take, call it, 60, 90 days to go, you know, from start to finish. If you do a HUD loan, you're going to spend six to eight months kind of going months, through that yeah. process. Mm -hmm. Why does it take six to eight months to go through that process? Like, is, have, have, has there not been a meeting somewhere with the, F, well, the federal housing, I guess, finance administration or something that right. they're looking to 
use technology to like speed up that process? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I agree with you. It is very inefficient time-wise and it'd probably save money if they truncated that period, uh, which hopefully would pass through to the borrowers. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's private market players that have started to compete to solve for that problem that, yes, you need to close in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, not six months, eight months, 12 months. Yep. So the yeah. whole role of, of the, I guess, everything we're really talking about is like, as we're returning to the office, we're noticing like how much digitization has played a role in you know, advancing certain sectors of the economy. It's affected and changed the perception of how much real estate do we really need? And does everyone really have to be at the office? And, you know, would, would we need more office space in the summer versus less in the winter? Like, would right. it be seasonal? So there's also, there's also that case for like that flex workspace solution. Right. And I guess I'm curious, like on, on your side, have you seen the office market start to rebound? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Here in New York, there's definitely more activity. There's more people outside, more people are in the office. I'm getting lunch invites like at least once a week. <laughs> I'm getting coffee invites at least once a week. People are getting back to business, getting back into the city, trying to figure out what's the new normal routine. Um, so that I, that I see for sure. It's going in the positive trajectory. Granted, we dropped way down <laughs> to damn near zero basically. Um, so it's it's moving in the right direction, which is good, which is good. And if you're, we went to, uh, we went to lunch yesterday and uh, the restaurant was packed. And I was jokingly saying, like, man, if you're a restaurant and you survive, it's all up from here. <laughs> it's all up, yep. right? It's all, it's all recovery from this, you know, baseline where we're at today. Um, and that's a good thing. So if you have office space, if you were able to survive and your, and your debt situation is, is, is neutral, then, you know, the future looks good. Future mm -hmm. looks good. Well, this was, this was a really insightful conversation. Um, you know, we covered a tremendous amount of, of topics and I guess it's almost speculation at this stage to see how, how things continue to progress, how um, class A office spaces will continue to right. thrive and work towards more, you know, next gen sustainability standards versus what's gonna happen with all those you know, classy suburban office spaces, you know, yeah. So you bring up a very good point, which is how people feel about the office space. Are there safety precautions that are taken in the building, the quality of the air? Um, but I think all of this whole conversation presumes that the vaccine is working. Yeah. And so far, that seems to be the case. <laughs> so far, the vaccine seems to be bringing, you know, deaths 
almost to zero um, and catching COVID also almost to zero. Um, so as long as that continues to be the case, I think the future looks a little predictable as, uh, as we see positive growth. That is an excellent note to kind of wrap up on and um, yeah, really appreciate you sharing. Fantastic, fantastic. So thanks for, thanks for joining us again, folks. Till next time. Till next time.